43 thought about werewolves this is our first episode in march that mm-hmm. can't be right sorry I can't oops do that. yeah siri nobody asked you sorry Jeez. jesus okay uh this is what happens in this digital connected world of ours is different parts of you decide to fucking talk back at a moment's notice so um yeah so first show in march how exciting are they still doing march madness this year yeah. or are they not okay yeah because auburn's actually at one point was ranked number one in the country this year they're, they're having a really good season for basketball and i say that uh after uh the sec tournament started friday and they immediately got eliminated by texas a&m oh. so, so not so good in the tournament but they're hoping they have a deep run in the the national tourney there mm-hmm. yeah i'm all, i'm just completely like unfamiliar with what is and is not happening especially with all the baseball stuff where they were uh, with, the, with the lockout that. yeah <laughs> which i guess I just recently got resolved right but, um, yeah that somebody was talking about it the other day but I, I completely didn't know that was going on i like you know not whatever people like what they like and that's fine but if baseball just ceased to exist tomorrow yeah it would not it would have no impact on me at all like it talk about a sport that i just do not consider even in the slightest and and i don't mean like some obscure sport like you know whatever the you know synchronized (laughs) swimming or something (laughs) yeah right exactly Uh, i'm talking about an actual like thing that people care about um but uh yeah so but yeah, I guess I mean down here the the reason it was big news aside from just you know sports coverage was so many teams have their um, spring training in Florida, so there was a lot of towns that kind of were relying on that yeah. money coming in. People that you know kind of the only way maybe they get to get a chance to see teams play is when they come down for spring training. Who had traveled down here in the hopes that it shit would get resolved and then didn't. Um, mm-hmm. It's like e. Well, that sucks. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, but, uh, you know, yeah, I guess they, they got it all straightened out. So good for them. Um, okay. So uh, we have a couple movies to talk about this week. You know, the, the main one, of course, is, is the Batman. Uh, kind of mm-hmm. no surprise there. Um, but before we do that, I watched a movie that I really enjoyed. And then you watched the same movie and you did not enjoy it as much or seemingly at all uh <laughs> no I, I won't go that far um, I, mean, I, I sat through the whole thing i didn't turn it off so uh well that's i think for you and i that's a fairly low bar to clear True. Um, <laughs> um, and that is uh fresh which is a it's a hulu exclusive sebastian stan and uh, daisy edgar jones um i actually had kind of seen this one advertised um a bit before so i was kind of looking forward to it it was it was different than i thought it would be they kind of um you know the 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 advertising for it was you know you knew it had something to do with dating you know she was kind of tired of dating she meets sebastian stan in a grocery store he's very charming and had something to do with cannibalism and i kind of thought maybe it was going to be something where you know he almost like a raw type of thing where he gets her hooked on eating people and 
and it kind of goes from there. And it ended up being, you know, I get run of the mill might not be the best phrase, but it was kind of more of a run of the mill. Like he cap he kidnaps women, he keeps them chained up in his house, and then cuts parts off of them that he then ships around the world to wealthy yeah, people. That I thought was, was interesting. You know that that. That was one part of it I did think was kind of like, well, that's different because I thought it was just going to be, you know, at first that he chains these women up and then he eats them, and which he does, but that's not yeah. that's not all it is. Which, yeah, you know, I expected. yeah. So I mean, it was it was a fairly long movie for what was a very mm-hmm. honestly a pretty straightforward concept. Like there there wasn't um, you know kind of a lot of um, surprises going on. Um, right. You know, I was uh, I was kind of surprised um, that it was as long as it was. But that being said, like I I enjoyed it quite a bit, and I don't know if I enjoyed it as much because of you know the people who were in it. Like I, I really like Sebastian Stan, um, you know, obviously from um, from the MCU movies. But um, you know, uh, I, I don't know if that you know just kind of had something to do with it or what. Um, but I, I will say that I was a little disappointed because, you know, I was expecting more than just kind of, a, you know, like, oh, well, he's, he's kind of a run of the mill. I don't even know if I'd call him a serial killer. Um, he just, he was more like he had a, uh, clientele right. that had very unique tastes and he was a surgeon. So he kind of knew how to, how to make the cuts in a way that would, uh, keep, you know, the women alive and, because you know apparently it tastes better when it's like fresh, um, hence the name um, mm-hmm. of the movie. Um, you know, so I was a little disappointed, kind of with what the premise ended up being. But then I, I was kind of, you know, oddly compelled to keep watching it and to keep seeing, you know, what ended up happening. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, so I, I ended up enjoying it. You know, kind of partway through, when, once it became clear what it was about, I was like, yeah, I don't really know if this is something that's really going to work for me. But then I ended up enjoying it quite a bit. Um, but you did not. No. No, I, it was okay. Um, for a lot of, but for a lot of the reasons, you know, that, that you said there were things you didn't, you weren't particularly fond of. It was kind of the same for me with the exception of I don't like, and this is Sebastian Stan. And this, I was trying to think if I've seen anything else he's been in other than like the Winter Soldier and shit. Mm-hmm. Like I, I don't, I don't know that I have to be honest with you. I, I didn't look at his IMDb or anything, but I was just trying to think while I was watching it because I was like, this cat's not all that good. Like See, that I thought he was really good. I thought he was very I mean, charming, and he was very. That you know, part I mean, he did, it, the crazy stuff. I was just like, oof. He he doesn't do crazy to like Well, that's the thing though. I don't know in this movie despite kind of I don't know if he was supposed to be crazy. Like to me it, it was that was kind of it was supposed to be like it was just like this was just what he did. It wasn't like a but but you know when he when he's I mean I, I don't want to spoil anything, but like when he's telling uh Noah uh the girl, mm-hmm. you know, you're fucked up too. And I'm like, you're not really fucked up, dude. You're like, you are. You eat people, but like, yeah, that's not reading all that well for me. Like that he's supposed to be fucked up, and uh, and then when, yeah, I, I I could get that. Yeah, and when he gets his injury, which I, I won't spoil, and he's he's 
you know, chasing them at the end there. I was like, even then, I was just like, I, I don't know. It just wasn't working for me. Like, he just, I don't know. It's like one of those things where it's like somebody is too handsome or like too charismatic or something. And, and when it comes time to do that, like, yeah. But again, and it's not just, um, it's not just performance. It's the tone of the movie. It, this, like, something like Raw right. was way darker. And I know, like, Raw didn't have the romantic stuff to it. And that's kind of my thing with it. It's like, I just, I'm not interested in a romantic comedy that just happens to have a cannibal in it. Like, that's just yeah. not yeah. my bag. And for, for what could have been, like, some, and it was dark, but, like, super dark subject matter, I just, it was too lighthearted for me. Mm. And I was just kind of like, and then, so I misread the thing <laughs> when I went to watch it. When I started it, I didn't pay attention to the runtime. And then when the, um, when the title card came up and the oh. credits rolled 35 <laughs> minutes in, I hit the button on, on the TV and I looked at what I thought was the runtime, but it was actually how much time was left. Oh, Jesus Christ. There's only an hour left and you're putting the title card here. Holy <laughs> shit. So I, I hadn't, I did not know. I still had an hour and 40 minutes left. Right. Right. That was the whole thing. And then I was like, Jesus Christ, this is two hours. Yeah. For this? Yeah. And then some of the stuff that they used to like pad, I don't want to say pad, but like that runtime exists for certain things that I felt like could have been completely left out. Yeah, I think it was, I definitely think it was, a, it was a bit too long. Like the wife subplot thing? Yeah, that, that Actually, I mean, that, yeah, that I, I didn't, and then they, when she brought in the henchmen at the end, I'm like, mm-hmm. wait, what? Like they have help? Like, and right. I think they, you know, and I felt because they had, they had clearly established you know, that this was, you know, my man wasn't dropping this shit off at the Safeway, right? Like he had a, he had a network of people who, who were buying this stuff, you know, and that was, that was kind of the whole point. So to then, you know, kind of bring, you know, his, his wife into it and, you know, and then, you know, the whole idea that she clearly had been somebody that, you know, had, had been a meal, and then got out, um, you know, but, but, um, it's like then they bring the henchmen in and I'm like, wait, what, what the fuck now we're bringing in some <laughs> other person who's like totally okay with what's going on. Like right. that just seems really not like something that I, we're kind of stretching, yes. you know, like fine. He does it fine. He, he kidnapped a woman that he brainwashed into doing it with him. Uh, okay. I guess. And then yeah. she went and hired the handy, whatever, a handyman to help out. Like what? Yeah. All right. Now, now we are really kind of getting, yes. um, like know. if it, if you do it like hostile Two, or any of the hostile movies really where, it's, you know, we obviously know this is a much larger thing that's going on, but the movie for the most part stays confined to this one particular story with these characters. And then, you know, that people are paying to watch all this shit or whatever. And, you know, yeah. it's like, you know, that's fine. And that's, that's a cool concept to like, think about while you're watching this, but like <clears throat> the way this movie spread everything, like, like you said, stretched things so far out by the end, I was just like, can this just fucking end? Like, yeah. please. <laughs> yeah. Um, no. So, so you said you hadn't seen him in anything before. So he was in I, Tanya. He played Jeff Galuli and he was fantastic. Oh, okay. uh, yeah. He, he was really good in, in that. 
Um, You know, in terms of other, he was, he's been in other things. I mostly know him from, you know, the MCU stuff and, you know, which which I enjoy his, his work there quite a bit, especially like Falcon and Winter Soldier. I was, you know, a big fan of that, that, uh, that Mm -hmm. show. So, and, and his work in that. Um, But yeah, I mean, he has been in other stuff. um, But I think, you know, primarily it's, it's, it's the Marvel stuff. Um, Yeah. But um, yeah. Uh, I mean, I don't know. It's it's like despite my criticisms of it, I I still think I, I still enjoyed it, and you know, it's really kind of the runtime, you know, as the thing that that I go, you know, I could kind of see, you know, maybe why you wouldn't recommend it because it I don't feel like it justifies, Mm-mm. you know, two two hours, um, but. Uh, but everything has to be two hours plus these days. <laughs> you know, and I was actually was surprised that it was because, you know, it was a horror movie. And I, I, I mean, as much as I love horror movies, I, I take kind of a dim view um, of horror movies that are like, <laughs> yeah. you know, four hours. Like, like, fine. I, I, I'm happy to give um, certain uh, directors a paw, you know, a pass, like, you know, uh, but, but for the most part, it's like, you know, no, I, I feel like you probably could get that done in an hour and a half. Uh, yeah. This, this very much felt like an 85 minute shutter movie. <laughs> it should have been. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah. So, but you know, for me, for, I don't know. It's it was. <laughs> I mean, it's like a lot of these streaming services. I I just kind of go ah, they're free. Like I mean, and they're not free. But I pay two dollars a month for Hulu because every Black Friday, uh, my wife and I just rotate the email accounts and just end up getting Hulu <laughs> for you know fucking the whatever. Like I said, two bucks a month. So so it yeah. it, it it is effectively free. <laughs> sure. <laughs> um, Okay, so so the next movie, uh, which you know is one we we've been patiently waiting for, um, not two hours long, not eighty five minutes long, but <laughs> three hours long, uh, and that is uh, the Batman, uh, long awaited Matt Reeves take uh, on on the Dark Knight. Um, you know, I'm gonna. So, you know, Robin had asked me after I tweeted about how much I enjoyed the movie, you know, he had said, is it worth three hours? And to me, you know, that's very, is different, you know, obviously that's different for every person. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, but I, I look at this movie um, like uh, Zodiac, which is one of my all-time favorite movies. And when I watch Zodiac as many times as I've seen Zodiac, I don't feel like it's a three hour movie. Mm-hmm. You, you feel the length of it because there's just a lot of ground that it's covering, but it, it doesn't feel to me like a three hour movie in the way, you know, that, that you might think of something that just kind of drags on, mm-hmm. um, which is why I love it as much as I do. And also, I mean, obviously, I don't love it because it doesn't feel like three hours. I love it because it's a fantastic movie. It's got great performances. You know, there's there's weight to it. There's, you know, there's just, you know, everything about it I love. Um, mm. And, you know, for me, this was the same thing. I mean, honestly, they had me at the opening credits when it was like, you know, 
complete silence, the red and black Warner Brothers <laughs> logo, and then red and black, the Batman that takes up the entire screen. Like, yep. I, that, I was like, yep. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm good, you know. And then it was, it really was just a matter of, of seeing, okay, where, where does this, you know, where does this take us? Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, I know that some people were concerned about Robert Pattinson being able to, you know, kind of to be Batman. And, and I, I mean, you and I weren't because we right. uh, enjoy his, his work. Um, but, uh, you know, I, there was very little about this movie. There was one thing about this movie I didn't like, and we are unfortunately going to have to spoil it because I, 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 I want to talk to you about it because I want to get your impression of it. And I don't think there's a good way to, to talk about without spoiling it. But um, we'll get to that um, in a little bit. Um, but, you know, for a movie that, that tread ground that has already been covered in great detail you know, kind of the war between the, the Maronis and the Falcons and, um, you know, and, and dealing with, with, you know, kind of the legacy of the Waynes, um, you know, something that, that has been covered both most recently in, I mean, they did the animated version of the long Halloween, um, right. but has always just kind of been a part of, you know, the Batman comics, like the whole court of the owls was about like, you know, these rich families in Gotham, you know, obviously the Waynes being some of the richest or one of the richest and, you know, kind of, and then there was always that common, you know, kind of criticism of, well, if Batman really wanted to do, to fix Gotham, why wouldn't he take, you know, all of his, his parents' money and use it to, uh, mm-hmm. to fix Gotham? Um, and, you know, I feel like, you know, this, this movie really had a story, a story that it wanted to tell and a lot of ground that it, that it wanted to cover. And it, it, you could argue that it didn't need to cover all of that ground uh, with the story that it, it told, but I'm kind of glad that it did given where, uh, you know, kind of where Batman was in his journey and the type of things he was, he was kind of dealing with um, that it, it kind of got through all this stuff first so that it kind of freed him uh, especially because it kind of changed his outlook on what it meant to be Batman uh, for future installments, which hopefully there will be. Um, but, you know, I would like to hear kind of, because we, we haven't talked about, we talked about the movie a little bit on our Discord and whatnot, but for the mm-hmm. most part, like in terms of you and I just kind of talking about it, I, I ran at the mouth very heavily. I saw it Thursday night. We played Destiny Friday night. I was completely just going on and on about it. Uh, not in any great detail because you and Sean hadn't seen it, um, but in terms of like us being able to discuss it, we we really haven't yet. So, um, yeah. kind of where I, I, you know where where do you stand on it? Yeah, I you know I've been thinking about that ever since I saw it. I'm dying to watch it again. I, I loved it. Obviously, it's it's you know I'm a, I'm a big fan of these movies and this character, as everyone who knows me knows. Um, and yeah, it's like you said uh, uh, that Friday before I saw it. It's the best um, kind of adaptation from from comics to to screen that mm-hmm. we've. Um, the fact that it borrowed heavily from some of the greatest you know Batman runs or stories ever told. I love that. Um, loved the fact that he had got to be a detective. Yes. And not, um, you know, not uh, nothing against Nolan's movies. I, I enjoyed them quite a bit, but it, it, the, the closest that he came to being a detective in that, I think, was 
putting a slug into a giant fucking cannon in the bad kid. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I forgot about that. Yeah, looking at the, <laughs> the fragmentation, yeah. Yeah, and I'm like, I mean, that's technically, I suppose, it's detective work. But, right. But this, this it benefited from lots of things. Number one, uh, I loved the the bad cop, worst cop shtick with Gordon. Yeah. Uh, I love well, Jeffrey Wright was, was fantastic as, as commissioner Gordon. Yes, absolutely. Um, love the fact that it was just year two. So, yeah. you know, Batman, in my opinion, in this movie is shown to be the most, not, I don't want to say flawed, but like inexperienced, I guess. Like yeah. he's not the, um, the master of all he, you know, Prevails. He doesn't have a plan for everything. He doesn't, he doesn't know. Like somebody asks him a question, and he's like, "Yeah, I don't know." <laughs> like, right. That, yeah. That's not a thing that ever has happened before. You know, and it's like, or like every time they showed him one of the Riddler's clues, mean anything to you? And he's like, "Yeah, no, I don't know." <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, "Yeah, hey, even like the first time he tries like gliding, and he just ends up like yeah. fucking getting road rashed." <laughs> yeah. That is another thing. That's out of um, – I know that was one of my favorite things in the, the year one that uh, Jeff Johns and Gary Frank did. And it shows him like trying to jump off scaffolding for the first time and he breaks like some of his ribs and shit. And he lands in a dumpster and he's just like, oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that stuff like the, the human aspect, the human element of Batman, which is funny, really comes through in this, which is funny because in this movie he spends more time as Batman than any yes. other any other film. And in this one, he's more human than any movie where he's more like he's Bruce Wayne almost as much as Batman. Yeah. Um, one of the guys, well, I don't work with him. We have a Slack channel at work to talk about movies. And somebody was like, it needed more Bruce Wayne. And I was like, but then also, to say, and I was like, I don't know that it did given the the way they, and, 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 you know, chose to, to portray Bruce Wayne because, you mm-hmm. know, this isn't, this isn't, the Bruce Wayne where, you know, it's, it's not, it's not the, the Bruce Wayne we've kind of typically see where he's this like, has this alter ego of this like bumbling playboy. Um, Mm. and you know, Robert Pattinson, they asked him about that and he said that he, he felt like, you know, Batman having three distinct personalities, like normal Bruce Wayne, Batman, and then bumbling playboy Bruce Wayne actually felt more like, sociopathic being able to just switch between these three personalities at will than mm-hmm. him just kind of you know maybe being more of like a recluse and just kind of not really pretending to be anybody other than who he was right you know and and just by you know simply just yeah i'm i'm just not going to engage i don't have right. to hide i don't have to pretend i don't have to hide that i'm batman because i'm i've got cover I'm sure. still fairly pissed about what happened to my family. That's what um, I'm saying. That, that, yeah, exactly. I think that I, I, I like the fact that that even when when it's brought up that Bruce Wayne may have to make an appearance, he's like, oh, I don't have time for that shit. Like you have to think about at this point as the Batman, like where he's at. Like he yeah. is he's still in training. He's done all the, like, he I even guess calls it, it like, I mean, like this Batman does some journaling and, and in it, he, like, it's, it's called the Gotham project. So he, right. he's, he's treating this as a, as an experiment still, it, mm-hmm. you know, in his mind, it, this is not, you know, a given that this is how, this is the best way for him to, right. to go about things. Exactly. And also like, it's, it's, 
obviously the most important thing in his life to him is is what he's trying to do. It's not he's not to the point where he understands that he both both have to exist. Yes. You know, he's angry, he's still like you said, like he's he's still like his crusade is that's it. That's his focus. That's his focus. Yeah. And like, you know, and, and that comes through throughout the entire movie. And one thing that, that my, uh, Jay said um, when he finally texted me on, on Sunday after you know, I'd seen it, that he, he really liked. And I was like, yeah, me too. Um, was that they showed that because th- that street level criminals. Oh, my were, God. The very beginning. Yeah. The best beginning, best opening of a Batman movie ever. I mean, I'd say the Michael Keaton one was very similar where like when when like, you know, the like, you know, criminals kind of knew something was up. But like the idea of showing, you know, multiple kind of criminal elements across Gotham, seeing that signal in the air and then mm-hmm. seeing darkness and shadow and going yes. oh fuck like yep. like not no like like you felt the impact of yep. a city that had batman in it in no way that i think has ever been done in a in a, a live action batman I, movie before 100% agree 100%. and it was i mean and 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 that was one of the things like i was trying to explain to people at work who hadn't seen it yet where they were like oh you know it'll be interesting to see how i like it against the nolan stuff and i was like you know i like the nolan movies don't get me wrong, but like to me, the Nolan movies were, hey, how do we try to, if we were to try to make a Batman a grounded, real thing, and obviously, you know, all everything with the Joker is not grounded or real, but like, mm. you know, what would that be like? And this was, if we wanted to take Batman comics and mm-hmm. translate them to the screen, what would that look like? And because there are some scenes in this, just the way they use light. A shadow color, you know that scene of him with the holding the f- the the flare aloft, leading people through the water. I could see that as a panel, like you could just see, oh, absolutely, you know the way. And so there was so much of that of trying to to take the two mediums together, um, and um, you know, and 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 uh, combine them in a, in a way that that you know, worked for both of them or, and, and right. not just worked for right. both of them, but, but, but played to the strength of both of them was, was so cool to see. Absolutely. Like it, it very much walks that line of, of not making you feel like you're watching, like watching something silly, you know, from, from a comic book, but also it doesn't have to be ultra realistic mm-hmm. to like a movie, right? Like it's right in the middle of that. It, it it doesn't treat comics as if they're stupid, mm-hmm. you know. And that I think is everything I've ever wanted to see in one of these movies. Like I, I know, you know, Nolan trying to make everything realistic, like you said, and I appreciate that for what it is. Um, but I also happen to enjoy the more fantastical side of things. Yeah, uh, and, and this, I think this appeases both audiences. I guess is what I'm trying to say. Mm-hmm. Like it's, it's it doesn't make you feel stupid for liking comics and right. also you feel like you're watching a comic book film. If you're just a movie person, like right. it, it's, just, it's just a really, really good dark detective noir that just, this guy just happens to wear this badass suit. Like, yeah. But outside of that, I mean, it's nothing really over the top about most of it. Yeah. And I, and I think that, you know, I mean, I, I, 
I really en- enjoyed what they did with with Catwoman because you know Selena mm-hmm. in this movie, she is you know she's very much her own person. She has her own reasons for for being there, for wanting to to get involved with with Bruce. Mm-hmm. He, okay, and this is my one of my favorite things about it. The only people who know that he's Batman at the end of the movie are the same fucking people who know he's Batman at the beginning mm-hmm. of the movie, which yes. seems like such a dumb thing to be happy about, but it is not. Because when you start every fucking movie we've seen, you know, from, from you know, Batman Forever on where it's like, you know, he meets a woman for fucking 35 mm-hmm. seconds and then is like, I'm Batman. And you're like, yeah, come right. on. I guess actually in <laughs> Batman, in the Keaton Batman, he did it. And so it was so yeah. awesome to see, you know, and it was like, but also like, you know, they get involved because they have a common interest, but then she wants to also, she's got people she's trying to avenge too. Mm-hmm. And they, they're working together and then she's making her own choices and ultimately makes you know the choice to to leave gotham and isn't sticking around because you know she thinks he's cute she doesn't know him at all outside of what they've done together to get justice for for her friend mm-hmm. um and i i thought that was great that we didn't have this again this situation where you know, because he wouldn't do that. If he's only been doing this for two years, he wouldn't just be like, oh, hey, person I've known for three days. Let me, right. let me share my greatest secret with you. Um, right. You know, it just, it just wouldn't happen. So it was, you know, it, all of the things that I kind of was concerned about maybe seeing in this movie, I, I didn't see. So I was really, really happy uh, about that. I mean, the Batmobile was fucking amazing. Oh. Like, when that thing like fired up for the first time like you felt it in your chest so i was gonna ask you okay because did you see this in like just a regular screen or whatever or did you do like imax or uh i don't have an imax theater within a a reasonable distance so it was it was a regular movie theater um so i don't either um and i've talked about this before uh, but what we do have around here uh we have amc theaters and they have something called the big d um (laughs) <laughs> I know. <laughs> Which is, hey, it's if you can get the big IMAX. D, I say go for it. <laughs> it's, not, it's not IMAX. But they call it the big D experience, and it's a larger screen, but it's not the IMAX screen. Uh-huh. Um, and and I didn't know that's what we were going to. And so, um, when I when we walked in, I was like, oh, this is the big D theater. I thought we were just seeing the, you know the regular one. And you know, I'm like, it's fine, whatever. And I sat there, and then the Batmobile scene came up and i don't know if this is a feature for the big d experience like i don't know if they have like rumble seating and shit like that or if that's just how fucking loud it was ah yeah the chairs were vibrating and like it it absolutely was hitting you in the chest like that and i'm not a car person at all like i don't particularly give shit about badass oh my god oh my god yeah that engine started revving yeah and it pitch black and as soon as I heard it, I was like, oh, shit. I knew exactly what it was. And, and that's was, the thing that was so cool about it was, like you said, pitch black. The light comes on. You see it. And then the way they did that entire car chase where it's all – like you would think for like a car – like there's so much – now it's like this this you know tendency to show 
you know, everything like the car, all the stuff in the action, but it kept it so grounded with like the penguin. Mm-hmm. Like you're seeing the Batmobile, this fucking hulking beast, this caged animal finally set free, and you're yeah. looking at it through his side view mirror, his rear view mirror. But it worked like it just ratcheted it up that of what it was like. And again, I could see the comic, like you could see. The panel, the way they would show the fear in, in Penguin's face and him seeing this thing in his rear view. And then when he thinks he finally made it, and it fucking comes hurling through the flame like some kind of fucking demon from hell, right? It's just, it was so good. And sparingly, like you have that scene, and then like we see the Batmobile like up on, you know, he like he had been, you know, working on it in the Batcave. And so you're kind of like, well, that looks pretty badass. And then it shows up, and then it's gone. And yeah. I mean, yeah. Yeah. So, so good. Now, like, I, I, you know, and we haven't even gotten to, to the Riddler yet, who I thought was, was great. I think that, you know, you're taking a kind of a one note villain uh, and, and turning him into someone who, you know, is basically leaving clues. And, and when you consider, like, the, the, the most, one of the most important clues was dropped at the very beginning of the movie. Yeah. And nobody put it together. Right, right. And, and, and what I loved is that when they finally do kind of put it together, there's no time to stop the big plan. Like, yeah. it happens. It's not like, it's not like in, 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 you know, Dark Knight when, when they use the, the sonar project and he's able to go and find all these things and dismantle them and whatever. It's like, nope, sorry, man, it's going. And it goes. Yeah. Um, yep. And to me, it's like, it's such a huge... It's sadly, it's like when Dark Knight came out, like one of the criticisms was like, well, how the fuck would Joker connect with all these like crazy people to get involved with him? And here you would know exactly how he would do it. Yeah. He would have a YouTube channel. Exactly. Or a TikTok. (laughs) And there would be people being like, fuck yeah, let's do it. Here's where we get the mat. Like if you looked at the comments in one of the videos and it's like, what kind of ammunition are you using? Where do we, Mm -hmm. you can get the masks at these these supply stores. This is what the mask is. Like that's exactly how it would go. We fucking see that shit now. Like all these fucking people, these fucking traders who, who stormed you know, try to fucking overthrow the government and, and storm the Capitol, they all met on on different social media apps to coordinate, you know, what they were bringing, who was going where, what they were, you know, all that shit. That's exactly how it would go down. Yep, 100%. And the fact that there were people willing to do it, like, that's sadly not, you know, out of the question either. Right. No, um, no, not at all. You know, now, it, it, you know, to me, it really, you could argue that they didn't need to do the, the Moroni and Falcone stuff and do the stuff with the Riddler, even though it all ties together. But to me, it felt important to do all that stuff. One, because, you know, kind of what the Riddler is working off of is, a, a, is the actions of, of the Moronis and the Falcones and how that ties into what Thomas Wayne had done. But also, in terms of seeing the growth of, of Batman, like Batman is still dealing with what he sees as the legacy of the Waynes, and then that kind of gets turned on its ear. But then also, he has a vision as to what his purpose is. You know, his purpose is vengeance, and then he sees someone else with that same purpose, which gives him the opportunity to go, well, fuck. Maybe this yeah. isn't the maybe vengeance isn't the thing. Right. Maybe hope 
is the thing. Yep. Maybe Batman has to be more than something people are afraid of, like everybody's afraid of. It needs to be something that the right people are afraid of it because they yep. know that this person is going to stop them, but the people who maybe, you know, who, who need that type of help most are going to see that symbol and think, oh, thank God he's out there. Right. Exactly. Um, and that was such a cool shift, you know, to kind of like, we don't ever like really like we kind of in like, cause bat the original, cause like Batman begins, he, he was like, I got to help Gotham. And mm. then, you know, Dark Knight was like, well, the best way I could help Gotham is to make me the villain. And then mm. Dark Knight rises. He was like, yeah, I'm out. <laughs> like, yeah. like, I'm good. I did what I set out to do. And you're like, well, did you? Because like, I, I mean, did you really? Like, I, I, you're kind of like, well, I'm done. I, I meant I wanted Batman to be a symbol. He's a symbol. And I'm like, but is he? Right. You know what I mean? Like, and here you, like, you could see, like, you could see his journey over the course of the movie, um, you know, coming to the understanding that fear is not enough because if all you have is fear, then everyone's afraid of you. Mm-hmm. And and this isn't a situation where everyone needs to be afraid of you. Um, right. You know, th- there needs to be people need to be able to recognize that you know you're not you're there to help. But if you're, you know, obviously a criminal, or whatever, then yeah, you probably have your right to be afraid. Um, <laughs> but and and so, so the only thing that I kind of had issue with, and I kind of understand like why they did it because that also kind of got resolved but like i i really i just i felt like his relationship with alfred at the beginning of the movie and everything i i i was not a a fan um Mm. you know he's again he's still he's very angry he's you know he's constantly kind of reminding alfred that alfred's not really a part of this even though alfred is totally a part of this and alfred's not a wayne even though he is Wayne, and 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 I know that you you kind of learn as things go on, and what happens that, you know, I, in my mind, Bruce was like everyone he'd ever been close to died, and he cares about Alfred, so he feels like if I don't get close to him, then he'll be fine, right? And it yeah. won't hurt if something does happen to him, right? But at the same time, I go, okay, I understand that if your parents had died a couple years ago, but like your parents died when you were a kid and this guy raised you and you're in your early twenties or mid twenties now. So I kind of feel like you would have gotten past that. Yeah. And, and maybe you would be like, I don't want you involved in this at all because I don't want something to happen to you. And I could see the tension. If it was like, Alfred's like, I don't want you doing this. You could get hurt. And he's like, well, you're not my father, so you don't have a saying. You know what I mean? Stuff like that. But I just feel like God, I mean, Alfred would have had the patience of Job to stick right. with this kid all these years getting shit on. Like, so that was the only yeah, thing, it's true. <laughs> you know, that I, I just didn't, it didn't sit well with me. And I'm just curious as to kind of how you felt about it. I honestly didn't, didn't think too much about it. Um, okay. Just because, I mean, I think every every point you made is a valid point. It's just that that's, I don't know, I guess just from knowing these characters for so long, that's kind of always been a thing, at least to an extent, when they show um, 
show younger Bruce Wayne. He, he butts head with Alfred. Like he, yeah, but butting. I, I felt like this went beyond butting heads. I felt like this this went beyond just a, a, a disagreement. You know, Alfred being like his father and being like, I don't want you to get hurt. And Bruce being, well, this is what I need to do. This, like, he just seemed like just really kind of dismissed, almost cruel. Like yeah, he just, was like, like trying to push him away mm-hmm. specifically so that if he got hurt, it wouldn't, it wouldn't hurt him. And that yeah. was a part I, I don't think I'm used to seeing. Like we, we, we've all seen with the extended bat family, um, you know, him, you know, kind of, I mean, it kind of goes back and forth, right? It's like, you know, he takes an award, but then, and then thing with, with Jason Todd happens. So it's like, he wants there to be a family in part because he wants the legacy to continue, but then also he kind of keeps them at arm's length, which has yes. always caused tension between, mm-hmm. you know, him and the bad family. But that also kind of got, I feel like that got resolved at one point, but they keep kind of rebooting things. So who knows? But <laughs> I think there's a difference there because this this seemed, I guess, a little more visceral, and and the way that he spoke to Alfred, and I didn't, I was just like, oh man, you're being mean. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it definitely was. Like I said, I just kind of, I guess, I just kind of chalked it up to the young Bruce Wayne and and Alfred's relationship. Not to that extent, but typically is is strange to an extent. So yeah. Yeah. So it didn't strike me as uh, odd, I guess. <laughs> I did like that for the first time you saw that they they had more help around the house than Alfred. So that's great. Yeah. They yeah. <laughs> they didn't just make Alfred the only person who had to do everything. They gave they had another. Yeah, Alfred doesn't eat, sleep, any of that. She don't have time. <laughs> yeah, they But uh yeah. But I mean, you know, for uh, so I guess my my next question then to you is, you know, does this in any way kind of help knowing that at one point we were going to get a Batman movie directed by Ben Affleck with him as Batman, which would have been kind of in the, you know, the, the Snyderverse proper. Does this kind of help take away you know, from the sting of, of knowing that that that's not a project that's going to happen. Right. Uh, I mean, for sure. Like I, in a perfect world, I'd get that movie too, uh, because I, I like Batfleck a lot, but yeah, you know, uh, if this is what happened because that didn't happen, then absolutely. Right. I think, um, and I've, I've been trying to decide, like I said, bef- since I saw it, um, if, it's I'm going to call it my favorite Batman movie just because it's the new hotness. Yeah. Or if I really if I really sit down and I analyze, you know, the movies and I and I think about all the things, you know, if it's genuinely my favorite. And I want to say that it is, to be honest, like it's. Yeah, I, I do. T- I think for me, it 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 is. Um, yeah, I, I, that's just current. Like, I can't you know, I love the Dark Knight. I love it to death. But, you know, there are things in it that I don't necessarily care for, or I would do differently or, you know, whatever. And, yeah. and in this movie, the only thing I could think of, um, and I think it's necessary, but the only thing I really could think of is it doesn't, it doesn't really feel like a Riddler movie. Um, but it's very hard to make the Riddler into yeah. anything other than a comic book character because of the, yeah. you know, the, his shtick. 
Yeah. Um, so, so it, so I loved it. It makes sense, you know, and, and I, and I definitely on board for that take on the character, but just if you're asking me like the tone of the movie, it certainly seems a little dark for Riddler. Um, yeah, I would agree with that, but I also, I understand, you know, I, mean, I think, I think yeah. you can understand why, Yes. you know, it, it's, it's, um, yeah. I, I mean, if you're trying to make, if you're trying to make a modern or like a quote-unquote realistic Batman movie and you just have a guy who's just like, riddle me this, you're like, okay, whatever. Like right. At least it wasn't like the, the, the version of the radio Riddler from the Batman, the cartoon, which I love. I love that cartoon. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it was like this weird, super, like the long hair and the, yeah. you know, the, yeah, <laughs> uh, you know, kind of jumps, not jumpsuit, but like leotards and whatnot. And you're like, what the fuck? Like, is this guy a circus <laughs> performer? Like, what is going on here? Yeah. but uh yeah um so yeah i mean i i can't wait i can't wait to see it again um i don't know what the uh you know i i don't know what the the kind of um streaming uh schedule is for 45 days after theatrical or 30 days or something like that i think it's 45 days it's coming to something i guess it's hbo max or hbo max yeah yeah i think it's supposed to be 45 days from the theatrical date so don't have too much longer to wait Hmm. all right awesome um yeah all right and i i mean and i can't order the 4k i can tell you that or at least you couldn't you couldn't the last time I tried, which was the other day. It's still not up. Yeah, and it's funny because my wife, I was surprised. My wife said she really wanted to see it, and I was like, okay. Like, I mean, I we won't watch it all in one sitting, and I'll definitely probably watch it again before I watch it with her. But I was kind of surprised that that was something, you know, that she would actually want to do. But That's- um, yeah. All right, so now that we got the movie out of the way, and that was, you know, long discussion, but totally – Totally worth it, and keep talking about it. <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. Um, so, real quick, I want to talk. So, I've spent more time. You know, obviously, as we talked, to, we mentioned in the last show. Like, these, you know, we're going to be talking a lot about Destiny. We're going to be talking a lot about Horizon because those are the things that we're doing. So, on the Horizon side, I will say this: like, I'm still enjoying the game. This is the first game I've ever played that I've I've put it on story difficulty, mm. and the reason is. Um, I just, I, I'm just not, I am just really not digging the combat in this game. Every single one of these fucking machines has some kind of jumping attack that lands you on your ass, and it takes, like, it, what feels like several minutes for Aloy to get up. Mm. And it's so... Not to mention, like, you can't just keep rolling. If you roll three times in a row, that third roll is this thing where she's on the ground and you have to wait for her to recover. Dark Souls invading another series. Oh, my God. It's so... I And I understand, like, you know, you can make the point and say, well, you're not supposed to do that. Like, you're supposed to, you know, like, set traps and and... And, you know, don't get get seen. And I get that. But, like, I did a mission this morning and there was um, there was a, uh, what was it? There was two 
um, fang horns, which are basically like a like a toss between an elk and a rain, or not a uh, an elk, like an antelope. You know, mm-hmm. antelopes notoriously aggressive creatures when when you know when antelopes are uh, in danger, they they turn and attack instead of just using their natural speed to and cutting mm-hmm. ability to run like hell and get the fuck out of there. Everybody knows that that's what antelopes do is turn around and try to fuck your shit up. <laughs> so there was a couple of those. Then there was this thing that uh, Ravager, which is kind of like a wolf, I guess, type of thing, um, that uh, kind of guards them. And then there's a thing called a Wide Maw, which is their version of a uh, hippopotamus. Mm. So, uh, oh, and then this thing that's their version of like an anteater. You know, also one of nature's most, you know, dangerous creatures. Yeah. (laughs) Notorious leapers, the antelope. So I stealth kill two antelopes. The wide moss sees me. So the ravager attacks, starts jumping on me, knocks me to the ground. I get up. Then the uh, hippopotamus rolls over me. Mm -hmm. So I get knocked on the ground get up then the antelope charges into me so i get knocked on the ground get up then uh ravager does its thing again get knocked on the ground uh then the hippopotamus throws some rocks at me i get knocked on the ground get up again (laughs) and this just kept going over and over and there's another person there with me who was useless and Mm -hmm. it was just me getting bodied over and over and over again and the you know the amount of time it took for me to get the fuck up off the ground as these things just annihilated me was just it reminded me of when I I played like the Witcher DLC and I ended up putting it on easy because the loading times were so long that that kind of similar thing where it's just like you know what like this is not fun I don't. I. I. I just kind of want to dick around and 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 see things. I. I don't. I'm not trying to prove a point to anybody. You know, I'm not going to get anything for playing this game a certain way. So I'm just going to play this thing in a way that makes it so that I don't want to fucking tear my hair out. And that was actually even that was even on story mode. So so the only thing that you know helped in that situation was I, I didn't die. But in mm. terms of like how long it takes for her to recover was unchanged um, in, in even on the, the, the easiest of, of difficulties. Well, I kind of feel like, and I haven't played the new one obviously, but I felt like that was kind of the case for me on the first one even. I feel uh, like in the first one, I think you had a counter move. Uh, so like you had kind of defensive options you know, you could you could counter and then do like a, if you countered right, you could do a strike, and that that's not the case here. Like you you have no you you can try to roll, but again, then you know you get fucked up, and it's like it, it just it doesn't they, they don't seem to give you the same type of defensive capabilities that you had in the first one. Gotcha. Um, I, you, remember, you, I remember the um, the alligator thing, the giant alligator thing in the oh, first one. Oh yeah, yeah. Lord kept fucking my shit up to the point to where I was like, I'm either going to stop playing this or like, I got to do something different. And I actually, and, and it was hell, but I put myself early in the game through all those 
bunkers or whatever the fuck they were called to get that suit that took most of the oh the you damage the away like, yeah whatever yeah 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 I went through those like pretty early in the game just to keep myself playing the game or I was going to nope out of that shit. Yeah. <laughs> I was having the same issue in the first one. Like the bigger, the bigger things were just kicking the shit out of me. And, and that I get because like, you know, those are supposed to be, you know, I mean, this is a game that you can kind of make your way places before you're kind of ready to go to them. Right. Um, right. So, you know, that makes sense that some of that stuff would cause problems. Um, you know, and I get that. And I also understand you know, going, okay, well, fine, well, don't get seen, but, yeah, it doesn't always kind of work out that way. Mm-hmm. Um, and it just, you know, not being able, like, why do you care how much I'm rolling around? Right? <laughs> or, like, why why are we, you know, making it so that I don't have some sort of counter and a, you know, something where I, if, if something's coming to me and I'm good enough to be able to dodge it, that I, I can't just fucking dodge it or then, or have a counter attack or that type of thing. Mm-hmm. Um and and that's kind of where you know I was just like you know what the fuck, um, but um, and then the other thing is I'm just really kind of over this idea of making me you know kind of spend all this extra time killing things just to upgrade for basic quality of life stuff. Mm-hmm. Like like I'm fine if you want to. I'm totally fine with um, you know making it so that. You know, if you want to unlock certain things, you've got to do activities. I don't have a problem with that at all. Um, you know, like I think it like goes to Tsushima, where it was like if you wanted silk to be able to upgrade all your armor and everything, well, you you would do the different activities. And if you wanted like this bow or this, you know, not the weapon so much, but the armor, you know, you would you would do the tails and and all that stuff. That makes sense. But it's like, why do I have to go out of my way to kill, you know, raccoons? And 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 crows and 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 hope that you know R N Jesus drops the right piece of animal hide, right. so that I can make I can carry more um, arrows. Mm-hmm. Like why why you know why do I have to go out of my way uh, in order to to do that type of stuff? That it's not fun, and it's right. not it's not challenging because they they make it so that you can just make a job and it'll tell you right where to go. Okay. Well then you've taken all the challenge away mm-hmm. and, and, and it's just shooting. You just, you use your focus, you tag an animal, you shoot it in the face, you're done. Like there's no, it's not like, this isn't like monster hunter where you have to, you know, in some cases, sure. You've got to get the parts off of, off of uh, machines, but for the most part, it is literally just tagging a rabbit and shooting the rabbit. Okay, well, mm. if it's that, if you're going to make it that easy, then why make me do it at all? Right. I mean, there's yeah. no value to it, um, and and that, and so it's just so it's like I have all these jobs, and I you know go here for you know horn lizard tails and hope shoot the horn lizard and hope you get a tail you know, not its hide, and it's like, but also, which makes no sense, it's like I'm making a bomb pouch out of a horned lizard hide, like, how what does it hold one-twelfth of a bomb? Like, what is this even, like, what? like that'd be fine if you are like, craft a new gum pouch, yep, got it, stick a gum, makes sense, it's a very small lizard, you know, like, but right. this, this other stuff, it just doesn't make sense that, you know, what it is I'm, I'm crafting in the first place, and why are you making me do it? Like, why not just if you want to make a side to buy it with money 
okay, sure. I mean, still, I don't get it. Like, at least with Monster Hunter, like, everything in Monster Hunter was, for the most part, like, it's, yeah, it, it's, it's, it, it's stuff that makes you hit harder. Or, mm. you know, now you, you, you can do damage that allows you to, to hunt this monster, whereas before, you right. know, you couldn't. It's, it's not, like, now you can carry more things or, or whatever. Mm. Um, it's, and it just, to me, it just provides like no value at all. So I don't understand kind of like why they're making me do it. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, I mean, that being said, it's still kind of fun to kind of roam around and, you know, do all the things from, from the first one. But, and I, and I mean, this stuff was in the first one too. And I, I guess I just kind of hoped that they had moved kind of beyond mm. it. Um, yeah. but they clearly chose not to. Um, and then, of course, we've been, you know, playing Witch Queen. Uh, which, uh, now that we've all done, finished the campaign, uh, I mean, there's some pretty significant things we've learned. This is the most, I think, uh, you know, um, significant plot development in a Destiny expansion in I don't know how long. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, as far as big picture stuff, especially like you know, Forsaken was great, but it was a far more contained story, you know, and the the death of Cade and you hunting down the people that killed. Now it did, <clears throat> you know, some shit at the end with the Dreaming City and and with Aldrin and stuff. But this is like, yeah, this is like big big universe, big picture, major story details that they've been hinting at and talking about in lore since seven years ago with destiny one so yeah yeah and and also you know sets the table for the next year's expansion in a way that like i feel like they finally have an idea of where they're going whereas maybe before they didn't and that's why things felt little a little less connected um Mm -hmm. because you know we we you know, we had this stuff in, in Shadow Keep and it's like, oh, there's a pyramid ship and it's like, okay. And then we fight things on the moon and we're like, oh well, that was fun. You know, and then Beyond Light comes it's like, ah, you're gonna use darkness. And then it's like, okay, but you don't even make you you know like most of us don't because we had to right. pay for it and it's free to play. So they can't incorporate <laughs> it too much because how right. much of the player base is actually using it, you know? Um, yeah. And yeah. then, you know, so then you, you get to this one and it's like, all right, fuck this shit. Like, we're all, like, here's what's happening. Like, you know, this is the enemy for this one. Then we find out why she's doing what she's doing. Then we find out that eh, she's not, she's things are not exactly what she thinks it is. And then, oh, by the way, here's the big, the big threat. Uh, that that's coming down the line, and and you know y- y'all better be ready because this motherfucker is not playing around. Right. Um, and it was it's just very cool to feel like you know they know what they're doing, they have a plan, and they're moving towards like this one feels you know very much like it. it you could see the path towards fallen light or lightfall or whatever the fuck the next one's called. Right. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Where I don't feel like I feel like when Beyond Light came out and they were like, "Yeah, we've got seasons," it was like, 
And then they're like, oh, Season of the Witch, it's got swamps. And you're like, okay, you know, <laughs> I guess. Uh, but this to me just it definitely feels like they they have a plan they they have they know the story they're telling and they're moving towards it and I think what definitely helped was the seasons over the course of the past year leading us from Beyond Light to Witch Queen in a way that hadn't really been done in the seasons before. Yep. Yeah, not just in seasons, in the game in general. Yeah. <laughs> like from from Vanilla V two with the Red War to. So where we are now is it's amazing the difference. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. and but but I feel like Destiny One kind of was the same, right? The whole Black Garden thing being the vanilla campaign that made no sense because none of it was explained at all. And you don't right. unless you're watching YouTube and treating Destiny like it's your job, then you wouldn't have a fucking clue what's going on. Um and then Taken King comes along and, and the one thing that Taken King did um that this this DLC also did was that the raid also was a part of the story. Yes. Like it was just some tacked on experience that you're doing just, you know, to be doing something like it, it also plays a part in the story and, and continues the story. And I think that was really cool too. Like, I guess they all kind of do. Yeah. But this, yeah. But you know. I, I think this was better though, because, you know, taken King, you know, if you do the campaign, you get to the end and you're like, "Cool, I killed orcs," and then you're like, "No, you right, didn't." Exactly. You know, yeah. you've got a raid to kill orcs, and if you don't raid, you're like, "Well, fuck!" You're like, <laughs> you right. know, it, it, then it kind of feels kind of hollow. Whereas here, you know, by the end of this campaign, you know, it, it, what what happens happens. It's the same for everybody if you finish the campaign, and then the raid sets the table more for what what's coming. Exactly. Yep. You know, yep. so you don't you don't have to do it and feel like what you did in the campaign didn't really matter. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. Now, I, I will say, though, that some of the stuff that they do, they're kind of and we talked about this when we played Friday night. Um, you know, some of the stuff that they've done with progression, like, oh, if you want to be able to play campaign missions on the harder difficulty level, if you want to do the wellspring on the harder difficulty level and hope that you get, you know, some of the drops that you need, oh, you've got to level up Finch. I I'm not a big fan of that because I don't yeah. think, you know, I think that this is, like, there is so much, in, when you get a new expansion, a new, new season, and you're grinding towards uh you know power levels and also working on the season pass at the same time you are not going to confine yourself to one planet you're right. doing strikes you're doing crucible you're doing gambit you're doing bounties across all of those things uh you're you're doing you know you're going to the the throne world is going to be part of what you're doing it's not going to be the majority of your focus you're going to go off that world and go do things other places mm -hmm. so to have you know additional difficulty options um unlocked by leveling up finch when that's not going to be your focus even though i, mean, I understand like the first week one of the seasonal challenges was to level him up well to get him to 15 which is halfway through <laughs> Right. Uh, even so, like you've kind of, if you've done these seasons, you learn like I don't really have to bust my ass doing this thing in week one. I'll fucking get to it. It'll just come along. Yep. 
Um, yep. But but then you know you kind of get this quest where you know if you want to get the exotic glaive, you've got to do all this evidence board stuff, which means you've got to craft these two weapons, which means you got to do the wellspring. But to do to get the drops, you got to maybe do it on the harder difficulty level. Well, the harder difficulty level isn't unlocked until beyond what you would have to do for Finch for the challenge. Anyway, so like that type of stuff, I, I'm not a huge fan of because I feel yep. like it's not entirely obvious that that's kind of what you have to do but also i just i don't feel like it's necessary i feel like if you finish the campaign you want to play a campaign mission of hard difficulty it should be there once you get to the point where you can do wellsprings if you want to do the wellspring at a harder difficulty level you should be able to do it um yeah you know don't gate that stuff behind progress somewhere that's not going to be the primary focus right Right, yeah, I, I completely agree. I think that number one, it, it's a destiny for you. So of course it wasn't explained. It's it's that's never going to be the case at this point. I think you know we just kind of have to accept the fact that there's going to be shit in this game that we just have to figure out because they're not going to tell you. Yeah. Um, but I also think that something like, you know, tying that to Finch, that you know, some some of the decisions they make, I think they operate under the assumption that everybody plays three characters in yes not the case and i think they i mean obviously i guess they take into consideration but at the same time like you're screwing people who like me only play one character and yeah. you know you have to take that into consideration I, I wish they would take it into consideration more than i feel like they do i guess is what i'm saying yeah yeah i mean i mean not all of us like I mean, I understand that the goal would be, like, they want you playing this like it's the only thing you ever play. And I get that. But that also is not the reality. And 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 also, like, it's not... I I started a new character. I started a Titan in uh, Destiny 2 when I was waiting for something. Mm-hmm. Uh, some expansion or something to happen. I don't remember what it was. Um, I I don't think I got past Titan, to be honest. Right. Uh, I yeah. just I just didn't feel like um, there was enough of a difference um, in the characters to really warrant, you know, spending a lot of time leveling up somebody yeah. else right um so you know it was just kind of like so and i still have her she's still there you know i just don't do anything with her uh and and i i have no desire or interest in in doing it either um yeah so you know it, it's one of those things like to your point where yeah not everybody has three characters um and so some of us you know we're just kind of like even if I wa- if I wanted to to get Finch leveled up in a week, I mean that's literally every single day doing nothing but Throne World stuff. When yep. I've got the campaign that I want to be doing, I'm you know what I mean. I might want to do, mm-hmm. um, you know, I might want to do strikes to get pen- you know to get powerful gear or pinnacle gear, you know, all that stuff. So to to just say nope, you're here on this planet just doing patrols and bounties and finding chests and public events and lost sectors over and over and over. Like, I just, I don't, you're going to get to the point where people are just like, fuck that. I'm not doing it. Um, so, but, um, I mean, that being said, I, I still love it. I, I still, you know, 
I, I do wish, though, that I, I, I do wish they would do three seasons a year. And, like, yeah. when an expansion drops, like, there's just no season. That <laughs> yeah. You know, you just to focus on, I'm just doing stuff to get, like, my light level up. Yeah. Uh, well, thank God they at least they at least do the thing where the the activities are time-gated for the week. Yeah. So you have a few steps to do. Uh, otherwise, you know, people would be done on all three characters within the first week and bitching about... You know, they bitch already about everything. So, like, this... I swear, man, like, the more... I'm on the internet, and, you know, like, my Twitter feed is... A, there's a lot of destiny in my Twitter feed. Mm-hmm. And that is becoming more and more obvious that that's just a mistake that I've made that I need to rectify because I'm so sick of just... Ah, damn. And no matter how positive, like, some people are, the, the overwhelmingly negative portion yeah. of Destiny players, and it's so fucking annoying, like, to just read it every day. And I'm like... It's almost like you don't know that not playing the game is right there. It's right there. Just and and that's the thing is like you know, I, I've talked about this with with people at work who kind of come in and out of Destiny, and and you know my take on it is that this is a game that's trying to serve three very different player bases. So you've got the folks that that just want to do PvP, and so they're only going through. Um, the activities to get their light level up so they can fucking wreck ass in trials. Right. You know, and that's all they care about. They just want to get, they want to go flawless. They want to go to, I don't know where you go now because Mercury is gone, but the lighthouse. lighthouse, Yeah, that's it. That's all they care about. Then you have the PVE people who, you know, they want the higher level. They're, they're trying to do higher level stuff too, but they're, they might be trying to raid or they might be trying, they want the dungeons um, mm-hmm. Or like the master level nightfalls, things like that. And then you have the people who play Destiny for a living, and they're streaming, and they need a constant flow of new right. content to justify, right. uh, you know, people paying for subs. And 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 people like me and you, and you play more than I do, but you're still not like some of these other cats, right? Like we're just kind of like, like we pay the we 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 pay the bills, right. <laughs> keep the lights on, but we're not who the, I feel like they're necessarily kind of designing the game for, and they're constantly yeah. this this tug of war between, hey, if we nerf this ability because it does shit in PvP, how does that affect people in PvE? And then if we you know. Uh, tweak this uh, add this content or tweak this activity well now these streamers are fucking raising hell because well where you know i finished everything in 12 hours and there isn't a new dungeon yet or there's you know mm-hmm. and they and i and i think dealing with not dealing with but it's dealing with people who stream your game and try to make a living off of it it's just something unfortunately folks have to deal with now because you know i mean they've got tens of thousands hundreds of thousands of people oh yeah who are going to be like oh well so-and-so says the new raid sucked and it's like they don't necessarily maybe even play it or try it themselves or anything they just parrot some opinion that someone has yep Uh, yeah it's insane it's like it's not just it's not just you know 
the sweatsicle doesn't like the raid or whatever it is like you know the youtubers especially it's like uh not just the streamers but it's like well yeah yeah the amount of clickbait videos and the, oh yeah this this you have to get this god roll right now and, and how many people are like holy shit i have to get that gun and i have to get that roll right now and all that shit like and i've been a victim of it before i'm not gonna lie that fear of missing out yeah. you know or this person knows obviously knows more about the game than I do because they play it you know for a living, and if he says I need that gun, then I might need that gun, right. and I can get it, and I just drive myself fucking crazy trying. Right. And nine times out of ten, what'll happen is is if I do get the gun, I never use it. Exactly. <laughs> or I have right. one that I like better, so right. I've kind of had to distance myself, or like I have to remind myself all the time that you know just because this YouTuber said that gun was you know god tier doesn't necessarily mean a that I can use it, mm-hmm. or you know, or not that I'll even be able to get it, and b that I'd be able to use it the way he does were I to get it. So right. I work with a guy, and he had to stop playing. He stopped playing Destiny. He, he said he, like, the seasons would come out, and he'd spend like a weekend just grinding bounties mm. to get to 100. 100, yeah. And I'm like, and, and he was like, you know, and he would get so pissed off when they started. What what broke him and got him to leave was when they started um, kind of sunsetting weapons because he was like, I spent all this time getting all these weapons a certain way, and then they just had them leave. Yeah. And And I was like, yeah, but there's other guns. Like, there's other things you could do. And, or, like, when he was like, yeah, you know, I spent an entire weekend just to get to 100. And I was like, but why? Like, why, mm. like, why would you choose to play it that way? Like, you could just do stuff week to week and not worry. And and he was like, I know. I know. And it's like, yeah. and he he recognized that how he played Destiny was not the right way. It wasn't the right way for him. It wasn't the way the, the, way the game was meant to be played. Mm-hmm. But he like really just kind of got sucked into that whole yeah exactly this build that gear that gun that roll helps with this but he was also really good so I mean mm-hmm. I don't know if maybe at the skill he was kind of used to playing at you kind of needed that stuff and he's just was like I just had to get out some of it yeah like the the ritual like the recluse the ritual weapon from um, from Crucible for sure like because when when these guns when, when they do things with the the artifact and the you know mm-hmm. the mods and stuff when when they um fabricate this meta by doing things yeah. with certain guns then uh, absolutely i could see you know because i did it with uh that breakneck that auto rifle from gambit yeah i don't like gambit i played a lot of fucking gambit to get that gun and yeah it pissed me off when they sunset it yeah because oh, it's useless like yeah. it's, it's not i mean i could see if you don't want people to use certain things in certain game types just like like the recluse was a problem in in crucible like it sucks for the people that grinded for that gun mm-hmm. but you know this is a gambit auto rifle like yeah it did it's not breaking anything else it's not even breaking gambit it's just a really good auto rifle right i don't know why i can't still use that right so i can see that for sure yeah yeah. I didn't quit, but I was not happy about it. Yeah, yeah. And I and I go and I right and I recognize that that part. Like if you spend a lot of time getting a certain role on a gun, you wanna be able to keep using it. And I think that's part of the reason why they were like, Yeah, we don't do that anymore. Um <laughs> even if I don't know if you can still get those things back or not, but um, They did not want sunset uh, those those pinnacle guns. They're still Yeah. Um, <laughs> But you know, in terms of like, if you say if you say to me that you're burnt out playing Destiny because you spent an entire weekend trying to, you you spent an entire weekend trying to get 
somewhere that you have, you know, three months, three months <laughs> to get to. Well, I, I don't really know what to tell you. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You know, I mean, that that's that's like I mean, I don't I it's just like anything else. If If you tell me that, you know, you think Lost is a shitty TV show because you watched Lost every hour of every day for four weeks straight. I'm like, well, I don't know if you're in a place to really measure whether Lost was a shitty TV show. Like, that's, that's not the way that's kind of meant to be watched. Exactly. Yeah. And I don't want to hear whether or not people think Lost is a shitty TV show. That was just the TV show that came to my head. <laughs> gotcha. it's like, I hated the ending. I get it. <laughs> That's yeah. the journey. Get over yourself. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so I mean, you know, whatever. That's always. I think that that kind of balance between all those groups is, you know, is is going to be. But I, when I saw that in the first week, it's like get to level fifteen with Finch. I was like, what the fuck? Who the f- what the fuck are you like? Unless I get to level fifteen magically by playing through the campaign. Yeah. Who the how the fuck is somebody with one character who wants to do other things because right. they're they're trying to get you know their power level up because you've got all this shit you see on the screen it's like, oh that's fifteen fifty for that and fifteen twenty for that and mm-hmm. I'm here at thirteen fifty and I'm gonna fucking run errands for this piece of shit instead of doing other things like why would I do that right. I mean, I've been yeah. playing uh, as much as I am. I'm not like bare. I'm not even level thirteen yet. Mm. Because I mean, you can do it. You, it's like I'm just not going to keep going through. It's like every, you know, just nothing but Finch. Like mm. I don't like him that much. You know? Like, <laughs> yeah, no, I know. <laughs> um, so you know, I mean, that that's really kind of the only. And and I do, I do think like the weapon crafting is not like as. Not I, I didn't expect to just roll up and be like, I got to make anything I want. But right. you know, I mean the 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 degree to which getting a p- patterns is a pain in the ass is yes. is more than I expected. I could, I, I, I thought it was gonna help with the RNG. <laughs> yeah, it's just <laughs> another aspect of it. It's just different RNG, yeah. I'm like, yeah. Well. <laughs> yeah. I mean I I I kinda hoped it was something like if you wanted to you could buy a pattern, right? Mm-hmm. Like, exactly. And, and I think that's something that, and I understand that, like, and I don't mean like buy a pattern with like actual real life money. I mean, no. if you've been playing this game for it's eighteen yeah. fucking years or however long it's been, and you've got all this shit stockpiled, and you want to just make it early, even if it's stuff that, like, you know, yeah, you can, you know, you could either save this thing to masterwork a gun or you can buy this pattern that you've had a hard time dropping. Or whatever. I assumed it would either be like the, whatever those, those things are called that you use to master with the, the yeah. those things, or there would just be a new currency that you, that you could buy from Eververse, but you could also earn like they yeah. did with the armor. The armor well, that was the thing, right? It's like they, they still like, you would have thought they would have, because I mean like all the synth weave and synth this and synthesizers and all that, whatever the fuck it's called. <laughs> Right, keytars and whatnot, <laughs> like you know that they made that whole thing. They're like, oh, you know, they made such a big deal about it, and then it dropped, and it's like I'm not even gonna fucking bother. I'm gonna keep wearing my 
fucking Dracula clothes or whatever the fuck it is. <laughs> I'm not bothered with all that bullshit because who who can even bother with it? It so it's simpler, right? Mm-hmm. It's just hey, this gun drops may or may not have what you need. It most likely will not have what you need, but we like you to get when you see it's got a red square around it. We like how it feels when you open it up and get disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> It's like awesome. Thanks. <laughs> yep. <laughs> for some of these things, it's like oh, you gotta get five of them. I've never even had one of them. I don't even know what to yeah. do to get one of them. Much less it's gonna happen five times. To me, it feels like fucking, you know, uh, Dares of Eternity all over again. Mm-hmm. Where it's like oh yeah, there's a triumph for getting to the bonus round. Okay. <laughs> like sure. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Good to know. Don't know how to make it happen. Nobody seem nobody knows how to make it happen. Yeah, it's supposed to be completely random. It happens so infrequently it might as well never happen. Yeah. But yeah. Okay. The difference is that's not blocking quest progress, whereas this right. is. Yeah. And whatever they did to change things does not seem to have really made that much of a difference. Well, I mean I got I got several of the auto rifle the on Thursday, the day that the the patch went live. None of them were red. I just got the auto rifle. That's what I'm so talking I, about. So it's like, it's yeah, still RNG. Like, it's, I guess maybe the drop rates are somewhat higher. Obviously, the weapon drop is higher, but not the not one for me to get a pattern. I did get a tarnation though. Yeah. Uh, so just and one. I mean, and that's something that they're gonna like if if. Again, if the only way you can progress in a quest is you're forcing people to just keep doing the same thing over and over and over and over again. It's like mm-hmm. the loot cave all over again. Like, what is that? What are you accomplishing? You, yeah. you, you've got this game with that consistently gets knocked for not having enough to do. You've got a bunch of shit for people to do, but you're funneling them into one thing. Mm-hmm. Because it's the only thing that drops something they need to complete a quest. Like what? Mm-hmm. Why? Yep. Why not just make that shit drop anywhere? There's no reason why you can't make that auto rifle drop from any activity at all. Yep. Because none of like, all of them. Like Wellspring doesn't have its own set of ways. It's not like unique to the activity. Like that's just exactly. They just decide on uh, today you might get this thing. Yep, and it just it makes no sense. Just let people play the game how they want to play it, and mm-hmm. then they get those things as a result. And and it and what it does is it keeps them playing. Yep. Because if you, if the only way you can get this gun is on a certain day, you've got to do this activity over and over again. People will just say fuck it, and they won't. Yep. It'll be it'll it'll be the same people that do that stuff. The real hardcore folks. Well, you need to have a base that's bigger than that. Yep. So, <coughs> so that being said, you know, I'm sure the next day the auto rifle's up, I'll be playing Wellspring like a motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, but, you know. yeah. Today it was a bow, and I was like, I don't need that fucking bow. I don't give a shit about that bow. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I played. I only played for about an hour today. I did the the pyramid mission with my Titan this week. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah. I mean, I I did a few things, but for the most part, it was just kind of like dicking around um, yeah but um all right well uh it's been episode 143 so <coughs> excuse me i'm not sure what all is uh gonna hit uh movies and whatnot uh for the next 
episode. I'm trying to think, which is kind of stuff that's upcoming, and I'm kind of drawing a blank. Oh, I do want to watch The Seed. I haven't, I haven't seen that one yet on Shudder. Mm-hmm. Um, Just a couple on Shudder that I haven't gotten to. They Live in the Gray is already out. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I'm just behind because of destiny. That's all I've been right. doing. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, you know, as always, we'll, we'll find something and hopefully you'll be here with us. Uh, so for myself and Mitch, thank you so much for hanging out with us. We really appreciate it. This has been episode 143 of divided by werewolves. Thank you so much for hanging out. And we look forward to spending some more time with you in the next couple weeks. So for myself and Mitch, thank you again. Good night and have a good evening. <laughs> <laughs>